Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we- that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. Good morning, precious church. It is such a joy and a privilege for me to be able to minister to you guys today. And I've just come to encourage you with what the Lord has been encouraging me with. And today I'm going to be sharing a word that is something that we all know, but I just feel like God is taking me back to some of those simple, simple truths and getting me to live them out afresh with a new revelation. And so today I'm going to be sharing on what would Jesus say? So recently... I was scrolling through Instagram, as we all do, and I heard a little snippet um, from a preacher who was just sharing about just the awesomeness of watching Jesus' ministry on earth, how when he was amongst the people and amongst his disciples, how it struck him how often Jesus would stop and take the time to listen to the people around him. And the more I thought about that, the more it started to absolutely blow my mind. I mean, we are talking about God himself here, the great I am, the pre-existent one. This is our creator, guys. This is the alpha and the omega. This is the beginning and the end. The God that created the heavens and the earth, the one who knows our thoughts before we even think them. This is the God who knows how many hairs are on our head. This is the same God that would choose to stop and listen to those around him. You know, can you actually just picture and imagine the humility of that? And Jesus was simply demonstrating what God has demonstrated time and time again, even through the Old Testament accounts of those that he walked with. And helped. God has always been a compassionate God that chooses to stop and give us the time of a lean-in. That picture of leaning forward to show, hey, I'm all ears. I am fully invested in what it is that you have to say. And just his extreme kindness of showing the courtesy of curiosity to even ask questions so that they would share more and share the deeper things of their heart. This is the same God that listens to us day in and day out. And I can honestly say that, you know, growing up um, since a little girl, I counted such a blessing that I've always felt heard by him. I've always known that I have an open door and I can rush into his presence at any moment of the day and just pour out my heart to him. But I've never really stopped and meditated on the privilege of that gift. You know, I just want to encourage us as we start sharing this morning, may we never lose the wonder of who we have an open door to speak to. May we never stop counting our blessings that he is always there and he always stops and he listens. Even in the middle of our ranting and raving, he listens intently because of his incredible loving kindness 
and because of how much he loves us. And as that was just so in my mind, um, I just felt the Lord continue to build on that and stop and ask me something two weeks ago that just has not left my mind ever since. I was on my way to go and spend time with a friend who was really facing a real Goliath in her own life and my heart had been so burdened for her and I was praying left right and center for God to just give me the wisdom of heaven itself to help her solve her problem I was like God give me anything what is this deep thing that I can go and say to help her to shift her perspective to help her to hear what's on your heart and as I was praying he said one thing to me he said to me Jan ask her if she stopped to ask me what I think about the matter that she's facing ask her just simply ask her if she's asked me for my counsel about what it is that she's making a decision about that was it and I mean he gave me nothing else but it would not leave my heart so that's what I took to our time together and as my friend and I spoke that day we both started to see how clearly God desires to speak directly into our lives with his counsel you see he didn't want me to try and hear something for her he didn't need me to try and convince her what I thought about the situation he wanted to speak directly to her how often do we hinder that precious moment that God wants to have with somebody themselves because we're trying to hear for them you see God wanted to show my friend that he's in it with the long haul for the long haul with her not just a little nugget and then I leave and then she's got to figure it all out by herself he was saying no I have got daily counsel that I want to give you on this entire journey that you're on God doesn't just want to give us a once-off solution and then we draw back again. And that thought has stayed with me every day since my friend and I met. And I can't help but think. God was speaking to me in that day. He was saying, do I rely on him for the Goliaths that I'm facing? What would my day start to look like if I started to ask him, each day at the start of each day God what is your advice or what is your counsel for me with the day ahead you know he he always gives us the privilege of that lean in when we want to talk to him but how often do we stop and do we lean in to wait and to hear what it is that he wants to say maybe about the condition of our hearts or about the decisions that we're making have we asked him his thoughts on the decisions that, we've, that we're making that are going to impact those around us. Or maybe he just simply wants to start our day with affirmation to ground us in his, in his love and his compassion for the day ahead. What would our life start to look like if every day our habit became to lean in for his counsel for the day ahead? How radically different would our relationships begin to look if we stopped and we leant in and we asked him for his counsel. God, 
What is your advice to me in my relationship? How do I make this relationship better? What would it look like in the way that we parents? What would it look like in our friendships or in our, in our marriage? How much easier would we come through the storms that spring up around us if we weren't just making our own decisions, but we were, we were choosing to allow our decisions based on his counsel? And, you know, the more I have meditated on that, the more Jesus reminded me that that is what he demonstrated to his disciples and to us over and over again. The word of God says that he only did what the father told him to do. He only said what the father wanted him to say. He was purposefully showing us that each day he started his day seeking the counsel of his father so that he wouldn't act in his, of his own. Um, John 12 verse 49 says, Jesus speaking, For I have never spoken on my own initiative or authority, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment regarding what to say and what to speak. What would it look like if we only said the things that he wanted us to say? What would our lives look like if the decisions we made were based on what he said was a good idea for us? In John 5 verse 30, again, Jesus says, I can do nothing on my own. I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. And so today I'm sharing with you, what would Jesus say? I started a little um, study about the counsel of God. What does the counsel of God look like for our lives? And um, I just want to share around some of the scriptures that really touched my heart, that just show us the surety about the counsel of the Lord. So let's start with Hebrews 4, verses 14 to 16. It says, You're seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And the first thing that we see here is that God wants us to come to him for his counsel. He loves talking, guys. He loves talking to us. He is interested in the details because he himself knows what it is that we face. He himself was tempted in all things. And he has got the encouragement and the wisdom that we need to be able to face what it is we're facing. And what speaks to me so much in this passage is that his counsel is going to come to us based with mercy and grace. The end of that verse says, may we come boldly to the throne of grace so that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. The counsel that God has to give to us is going to be given and met with mercy and grace to help us through what it is that we are negotiating. So that's one of the sureties and guarantees that we can find when we seek the counsel of God. Another beautiful verse that spoke to my heart is Psalm 33 verse 11. 
In the Amplified Version, it says, The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the thoughts and plans of his heart through all generations. In the New Living Translation, it says, But the Lord's plans stand forever. His intentions can never be shaken. So what do we learn here? We see that whatever God says will stand firm and stand forever. That speaks about surety for us. It speaks of his counsel bringing a stability into our lives. His counsel being an anchor to keep us steady with whatever it is that we're facing so that we don't have to be tossed about to and fro in the storms of emotions that we negotiate. Whatever counsel he has to give to us for the decisions that we are making is going to bring a stability. This verse also says to us that the thoughts and plans of his heart are for all generations. And, you know, to me, this also speaks to me of the bigger picture that God is seeing. You know, God looks at things through the generations and his counsel is not only going to produce life and blessing for us, but if we make our decisions based on his counsel, that is going to impact those around us and through us. You know, so often we make our decisions purely based on emotionally where we're at and we cannot see the whole picture. But if we stop, the strategy that he has for us is going to not only be to pull us through, but to bless those around us too. Another verse that the Lord brought me to is Psalm 25 verses 8 to 10. And it says, Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in justice and he teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are loving kindness and goodness and truth and faithfulness to those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. And I just wanted to speak that over you again today, that the counsel that the Lord wants to give to you will always be based on his loving kindness. It will be based in his goodness and his faithfulness towards you. His heart is to set us on the course of abundant life, guys, which is why he offers his counsel not only to the humble, but to the sinners as well. That's what that verse says. Those who are willing to ask for his help. I love that verse, that part that says he instructs sinners in the way because he wants to lead them into life. There's never a point of us forfeiting his help. Even when we've lost our way, he remains faithful in wanting to lead us back. And that is why his counsel brings a surety in our lives. And then I started to ask myself, you know, so often we don't seek his counsel. What does it look like when we don't seek his counsel? Or worse yet, when we are wrapped up in our disappointments or our anger or our frustration and worse yet, we reject the counsel of the Lord. We have an impression in our heart and we're like, no, this is what I'm doing. I've been in the situation long enough. This is what I choose. What are some of, what, are, what does the word say about those that don't seek his counsel or reject it? The first thing we see in scripture is that when we don't seek his counsel 
or turn our back on what he's telling us to do, we stumble around in darkness. Psalm 107 verse 10 and 11 says, Some dwelt in darkness and in the deep, deathly darkness, prisoners bound in misery and chains, because they had rebelled against the precepts of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. See, we dwell in darkness, we stumble around when we are caught up in our ever-changing emotions because it leads us into a place of confusion and depression. And when we are in that place of confusion and depression, it is a dark place where we stumble from one negative emotion into the next emotion. We lose sight of the bigger picture beyond just this all-consuming mountain that's in front of us. And it's often in that place that, that we make huge decisions without seeing the lasting consequence that the counsel of God is trying to protect us from. You know, in this place of stumbling about in the depths of our, you know, disappointments and um, misery and depression, in this place, we become prisoners bound in misery and chains. That's what that verse is saying. We've, we are bound by, you know, the disappointment that we keep focusing on. And the ongoing consequence of our poor choices hold us in that place of captivity until we ask him for the way of escape. Well, what I love in each of these scriptures that talk about, you know, the consequences that come from not seeking his way, there always comes the hope. Because if you go down a few verses, verses 13 to 15, in Psalm 107, it says, But then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the deep, deathly darkness, and he broke their bonds apart. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness and for his wonderful acts to the children of men. You see, as soon as they called out for his help, as soon as we call out for his help and his counsel, he undoes the cycle of destruction. He comes in with his light and his truth. And he brought them and saved them from all of their distresses and broke their bonds apart. And he acts in loving kindness. And that's the God that we see. If we read a, further, a little bit further down, verses 19 to 21, it says, Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and rescued them from their destruction. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness and for his wonderful acts to the children of men. This is the God of full circle restoration. His counsel comes with healing, guys. It is based in loving kindness that leads to wholeness. Isn't that a beautiful picture? That is the heart of his counsel for us, to, to break our chains, to lift the heaviness, to put the light back on so we can see bigger than the mountain in front of us. This is the God that we serve. That's why his counsel is our surety and our safe place. One of the other things that um, I began to see, the second point of when we don't follow his his counsel is, number two, we fall for the enemy's schemes. There's an incredible 
passage that you can take some time out to read um, in Joshua 9 verse 3 to, 3 to 16. We don't have time to read through it all um, right now. But basically the story goes that Joshua has led the people successfully um, in victory on God's amazing counsel and God's strategy and they beat Jericho and they beat the city of Ai in this victorious battle. They are fresh on this huge high and we see this picture where they let their guard down and they're so caught up in the victory that they forget to ask the counsel of the, of the Lord and they are deceived when their enemy neighbors come and um, trick them into making a covenant treaty of peace with them. Um, you can read this account in Joshua 9 verse 3 to 16. And there's a verse in verse 14 where it says, So the men of Israel took some of their own provisions and offered them in friendship and foolishly did not ask for the Lord's counsel. And this passage just spoke to me so much. You know, Joshua was so close to the Lord. And oftentimes us like Joshua, when we've been in a good place for a long time, we can lapse into a false sense of security and stop asking God about all the decisions that we're making um, and not see the enemy's schemes of what he was trying to do. And because they made this false, they made this treaty with these people, they were then stuck with having these people live amongst them under their protection for the years ahead. And I just felt that the Lord was saying his protection is there for us. He wants us to ask in all the little decisions because he sees the schemes of the enemy and his heart is always to protect us from, from the enemy's um, snares and his schemes. We see this a little bit more when we look at Proverbs 13 verses 13 to 14. It says, whoever despises the word and counsel of God brings destruction upon himself, but he who reverently fears and respects the commandments of God will be rewarded. The teaching of the wise is a fountain and source of life so that one may avoid the snares of death or the snares of the enemy. And this leads me to our third point, that when we make our own decisions outside of the counsel of God, oftentimes we make destructive decisions. You see, in rejecting his counsel, we usually make impulsive, which are most times destructive decisions because we land up making emotionally driven choices that are usually either fear, anger, or self-preservation driven. And in that headspace, we are reactive instead of responsive. Emotional decisions are usually irrational decisions, which land up causing hurt to those around us. But God's heart is to help us live responsively, not reactively. And his counsel is there to help us avoid those snares of the enemy. His counsel is life-giving and it leads to life and blessing which is why it says that his teachings is like a fountain and source of life for us in closing today i want to ask you what would it look like if each of us started making it our habit 
to ask God for his opinion and his advice on our decisions going forward. You know, it's going to take waiting in his presence instead of just impulsively jumping in and making our little decisions as we usually do. And there may be some areas that we're going to have to humble ourselves in and maybe repent for doing things out of our purely out of our emotions or our hurts. But we can go back to what God said, that when we come to him for his counsel, we are going to be met with grace and mercy and his incredible restoration and his incredible healing and wholeness because his heart is to lead us into fullness. His heart is to lead us into blessing. And his heart is to commune with us every single day the same way he loves to hear what it is that's on our hearts. He has the same strong desire to speak his affirmation, his wisdom, and his counsel to us every single day because he wants to bring fresh life into our relationships and into that which he's put into our hands to do. So as a takeaway today, I want you to just close your eyes and just simply ask the Lord, Jesus, what are you saying to me? What do you say about the things that have been on my heart? What is your opinion? What is your best way forward for me? And Lord Jesus, today I pray that for each of us, those words would ring in our ears each morning, that we would begin to open our eyes each day with a heart that's willing to stop and incline and lean into you and say, good morning, Jesus. What is it that you want to say to me today? And that you would begin to lead us in your best ways for our lives, Lord God, that you would begin to build such wisdom into our lives as we listen for your leading and listen for your counsel and listen for your strategies and listen for your encouragement and listen for your heartbeat to build us up and to set us on that firm foundation that you want us to live out of. We want, to, we want to stop today and just say thank you. Thank you that you are the God that listens to us. But thank you that you are a God that loves to talk and commune with us too. We love you and we honor you. And we just are so privileged to be your sons and your daughters. And to live in relationship knowing that you are a God who loves to talk with us. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Have a beautiful day, guys, and be encouraged. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's Word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul. Go ahead and subscribe, and why not share the message with a friend?